So, what is it? So, what is it? So, what is it? The Red Dwarf Podcast! Welcome to our wrap-up and quiz for Series 7 of So What Is It? I'm the Red Wolf Podcast! The Red Wolf Podcast! So, Series 7 wrap-up. Now, we've already had a chat about duck soup tonight, because we recorded our little mini-episode to cover the last episode. So we've had a chat about that, but this series... Do you want to make any general comments before we go into rankings at all? General comments. Matty, I'm going to go to you first. I feel you're disappointed. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but... That feeling would be correct. I feel you're disappointed. The, the, the standard of Red Dwarf has... Dwarf? <laughs> the standard of Red Dwarf... A Red Dwarf podcast! <laughs> oh, I can't even go home. This is my own house somewhere. <laughs> Bless. Oh, right. I feel like the standard of Red Dwarf has gone up and up and up, and this one took a big dive. Mm. Um, it was still good. It was still entertaining, and it still had a lot of the things that we like and we love about Red Dwarf. Um, but this, of course, yeah, this was basically definitely the my least favorite series so far. Even more so than series one. I mean, definitely. You know, I like I, series. I, mean, I, I like, like series, series one. one but, yeah. yeah, for me, I think maybe series one. Maybe it's just that's where I started. I have fond memories of series one. I like the, the sort of the, the OG cast, you know. Um, but yeah, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't terrible. It was, it was still entertaining. It did not follow the standard of Red Dwarf that I've got to know and love over the last year or so. Well, I'm, I'm glad you know and love it. And, and yeah, know and love it. Um, and, um, but yeah, it's disappointing, obviously, when, when these things take a turn for the worst. But at least you have enjoyed the series thus far. Would we agree with Matty? Or would you agree with Matty, Dan? I would say... Yeah, that he's a noob. <laughs> go as much as it was an inevitability, um, season seven following season six was, was always going to be tough. Season six was as good as I think we probably all had, had seen to date. And season seven, yeah, went, went, went downhill. There are a whole bunch of factors for that. Change of writers, a passage of time. For, you know, they lost uh, Chris Barry. Uh, and you know, they brought Chloe in, in. Whether that was always planned, I, I, I honestly don't know as it goes, but um, a lot had changed, and ultimately it felt like um, it was hit and miss. There were times where it was, seemed like it was beginning to gel and come together in that new sort of format, um, and then there were times where it really, really didn't. Um, like Matty, I, still, I, I laughed at every episode. I didn't laugh as much as had for, for, for some of the stuff that had gone before but you know it is still recognisably Red Dwarf and it felt like towards the end of this series it almost felt like they were getting back to some of the things that, that I really fondly treasure the memories of and so you know I'm ever an optimist you know I'm looking forward to what comes next but yeah series 7 for me it was, it was hit and miss um, and too many pieces moved at once I think mm. and it, it just seemed like they didn't have a grasp of, of, of all of them which is why it was it was yeah loose. I think I said at the beginning, and I think I'm saying it at the end. Mm. We did we did mention loose at the beginning, didn't we? Uh, Matt, what do you think? Agreement there? Mostly, to be to be honest, if 
this series was the only series of Red Dwarf that I had seen, I would struggle to give ser the, the following series, the next, the, the coming series, the commitment of watching it in I'm, I'm so glad. I was going to ask that as a question, so I'm glad you said that. Well, I mean, obviously yeah. with... Uh, so that's that would be series one to six, notwithstanding, of course, you know. But I, I've seen with series one to six, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm sure I asked you, you and Dan, whether this was obviously after it not being on the TV, or not being on the TV for four years, whether um, it was a massive disappointment at the time, and then obviously not on on again for for, for another two years. Were you a bit sort of oh, okay? It was very hit and miss. It was very. Um, for me, very, very inconsistent. I think the there were a couple of episodes that I kind of ditched completely um, and, and had had six episodes. There were things that really, really irritated me about certain characters. But on the whole, there, there were highlights. I am not going to be completely negative and I have been really trying to find the positives in certain episodes when you've all hated them and I've ended up kind of thinking, oh, what's the blooming point? Yeah, it was crap. You know? <laughs> well, I, I think because of the way we look at these things, we uh, can do both, don't we, when we come to an episode knowing we're going to talk about it and if there's not loads we found funny, it's hard to talk about it, isn't it, really? Yeah. And I think that's how I have felt. I think when I first watched this series, it was a bit more transient I suppose I loved Red Dwarf I've been into it I was at uni I think when this came out and I watched it and I think I was disappointed but I tend to take the rough with the smooth with things that I enjoy and it sort of felt like oh there's been a couple of rubbish ones oh it's been alright you know and I didn't think about it so much having watched it a few times in the last 20 years or so okay. it's been, um, I think this is definitely the time I've enjoyed at least looking at it and just sort of thinking oh that doesn't work and when we sat down and talked about it, yeah, I mean, if you have to say, I've tried to find the good points, that sort of suggests there weren't enough natural good points, I suppose. And I think that's we've said it a few times over the course of our analysis of, of well, there were some good lines that didn't work, and in between, there were lots of not good lines, you know, and that happened all too often, really. Yeah, there were highlights, and we'll go to some of our favourite bits in a minute, but yeah, it was too much of a, um, rather than, a few series ago when we were going, oh, I can't think of anything I disliked, really. I'd always yeah. find something, but it was a nitpick mm -hmm. rather than, oh, we just talked about Nanaki. I didn't like the ending. I didn't like that joke. I didn't like mm -hmm. this joke. This thing didn't work. I've lost the character, the cat. We haven't got it. just a, too much of a litany of stuff all the time. And that's the disappointment thing. Oh, I like this bit. You know, yeah, I think I'm with you, really. If this had been the first series, um, it didn't have the charm of the first series, even though there were some or the, dumb yeah. moments that it had a charm of oh they're trying to do something here whereas this was a they've lost something if this was the first series I've watched you, you would not necessarily be that bothered about well, let's watching just more perhaps break it down to, to, to brass tacks Rimmer is gone yeah okay which for me was a big problem yeah big loss um, Lister I suppose was in many ways I I I think he probably carried the series, really. Um, 
Well, him and Crichton, I'd say, I I think. Crichton just irritated. I know Crichton irritated you, but but he had a major role still. Yeah. The Crichton storyline, that didn't irritate me the way it irritated you, funnily enough. No. But so I think those two have been the main focus. I mean, um, I don't think um, Chloe Annette um, Kachansky was given the right thing to do. The bits that she did, um, well, like we said in, in the. The previous episode, she was great with the little one-liners and stuff. Best few and far between. Yeah, it was. It was. I don't think she was given the right stuff. And then Cat was just basically dumb most of the way through, to a level that he has never been before. And for me, it kind of it kind of cheapened his character. Yeah. I think Cat's always been dumb. But he's always been capable of wisdom. Where in this, dumb you know, and cool though, dumb yeah. and cool. But also, you know, he's he, lost his cool. He though. has had some, he has had some, um, you know, some, some insight. Whereas that was much less uh, in in this series. I think in the absence of Rimmer, Crichton has been Lister's primary foil. You know, it was about Lister as the last human, but it was Lister. We could only see Lister in the way that Lister's character was supposed to be because of the way that he rubbed up against um, Rimmer. It wasn't about Rimmer. Some episodes were. We've had episodes about all of the characters. But, you know, if it's still focused really on, on Lister, we've had that foil. Rimmer had gone. Crichton didn't try and do the same thing, but he tried to do something different. To me, it didn't well, work they tried to make well. a conflict with Crichton and Kachansky, didn't yeah. they? And that wasn't and really working in the same way. It, as no, it didn't Rimmer. work as well because Rimmer and Lister gave each other as good as they got. Mm. Um, Kachansky's character wasn't developed enough. I think I don't necessarily make any. Um, I don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to draw a, a, a connection, but um, Kachansky, I think, was given the same level of service as 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 Hattie Hayes yeah 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 I agree and I think that both of them when they had their moments and they had the service showed that they could do what they could do all right well they 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 produced some good stuff I mean you know when we were talking about the last episode Matt you pointed out you know that there are certain bits that Chloe is really good at and I think we thought there were some good bits that Hattie Harris was really quite good at but weren't given the opportunity to develop weren't given the opportunity to really you know, lay those zingers, it became Lister and it became Crichton. Like Matt, I didn't find Crichton's personality Jealousy. disorder quite as uh, was quite as frustrating as you did. I, I, I found that they laid it on a bit thick and a bit much sometimes, but I, I it was it was one of the few dynamics that ran through <laughs> the series that that was present. I'm gonna say it's brilliant, but it was it was a dynamic that 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 shaped the stories. I was gonna ask a question, but I think I can actually answer it myself. Do these people not know how to write for women? But I don't think that's completely fair at all because how of how good Jane Horrocks' character was with the material that she... She was brilliant in that episode. And there have been other women, um, char- female, sorry, other female characters that have been amusing and funny and stuff. And I'm not saying that Kustin Kachansky isn't. I just don't think that she's been given the right material. Well, I don't think... I mean, in all honesty, I don't know if it's about writing for women or not, really, but obviously there's not been many women present. And no. and Jane Horrocks, as an example, I, I, I thought was great, but she wasn't funny. She was she was the love foil there for Rimmer, wasn't she? And she did a nice job with it. I don't, I don't know if it's about writing for women, because it's just... 
it's just not a funny character, really, Kachansky. Whereas if you take Rimmer, it's a funny character where they're constructed. Kachansky hasn't been constructed like that. It's just, it's not a funny character, is but it? But has that been done on purpose? Well, Have they purposely gone, it sounds as bad as it sounds, said, it's a woman, it won't fit if we make her as funny. Right. Why I, not? I, it's I a think com- it's re- a comedy <clears throat> program. Exactly, that's my point. I think it, the reason it was a woman there was part of the selling point of the series to America, perhaps. I, I, I've read, yeah. I think, and they thought, and I don't think they initially wanted to put Kachansky back in it and they wanted a different character, but it was thought somewhere that having a woman would help the commercial side of mm. things selling the show. But yeah, it's it's not necessarily Chloe Nett's fault, but it's no. not really a funny, she's a serious, straight-laced woman who occasionally has some funny lines. When they give her funny lines, they're not, they're not they're they're often delivered straight they are fun, they are supposed to be funny lines but they're not um she's not she doesn't come up with elaborate ways of of of, of getting one over on 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 Lister and Crichton in the way that Rimmer used to yeah but if, if we so get... so yes so she's playing and she's she's not directly replacing it's very difficult to look at it without thinking in those terms we've analyzed it but so we're not you, you have you can't not can you but if yeah. we go back to duck soup and we talk about the squaluka or the kalunking, all that sort of stuff. I don't think that stuff was particularly the best writing they've no. ever done. But if it was Rimmer delivering it, maybe, and his character getting wound up and frustrated, would it have been better? You know, rather than this straight-laced Kachansky just getting a bit pissed off about it. Yeah, I mean, he just had a... He, I mean, forget... He, he had a facial range that, <laughs> that, that allowed him to get incredibly frustrated. He's, he's his, 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 his ability to, to contort face. and gurn yeah. and, 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 and show that absolute impotent rage that he did quite a lot. But she was, but, but Kachansky was really good with like, I mean, certainly in the last two episodes with, uh, come on, chop, chop, you know, and then the look of horror on her face with, with obviously, because um, this is about to have his arm cut off. And then in, in in Nanaki when she's when Lissa needs to go to the loo and she says, Do you need a hand? And then realizes yeah. that you know what she said, that just that they're very only very small, but I, I you know, they were very yeah. charming for me, those two those two. Yeah, bits. And that's, that's fine, there's gonna be charming bits, but yeah. overall that doesn't make for a great comedy character to help carry a series when you've only got four characters in it most of the time, yeah. I guess. And, and so, having you know, I, I I keep picking out on good cat lines he did have them but yeah that depth of characterization that we've learned to appreciate has gone almost mm. entirely even when he has good lines the character's gone backwards um so yeah you've gone from having four characters at the absolute top of their game to having lister with a with a absolute fix fixated jealousy and you've got a a, a, a de-evolved um cat and a not yet evolved kachansky character so it mm. becomes instead of being this pretty masterful four-hander to being a yeah they were in trouble really I, th- I think personally ultimately I think it's great that a woman's been introduced but I think it was the wrong type of character mm-hmm. um, it didn't need to be a more comic character I don't know I'm trying to think of someone who would do something now who would be in it if you had someone like Ashling B in it or something or Sarah Pascoe or yeah. something like that would uh be a, a different character but it, it, it does work. depend on well it, de- it depends on the character you're asking them to play but of course you know we've had a number i remember in earlier series there have been a number of occasions where the point has been made where it's like lister can have everything he spent three series going on about how kachansky was the love of his life and he was going to move to fushal and all the rest of it 
And then when the opportunity arose, it wasn't Kaczynski. So actually, I'm not saying we asked for this, it's our own fault. We, genuinely, we were sort of, you know, why is it not Kaczynski now? Why is it not Kaczynski? Now it is Kaczynski, but rather than, I mean, it would have been pretty boring if they'd just fallen in love and spent the entire time in their bunk. Um, so they well, had a different price and reason to be jealous. Well, that would have done. Yeah. You know, or what, you know, there, there could have been a couple of stories. If, there, if there was a redeeming feature to his jealousy, it was the fact that it was it wasn't really justified. It was completely misplaced. It was it was it was a uh, it was a, it was a, a complete misplaced on his part. <laughs> and well, because you know there wasn't anything going on, and the fact that he's you know going on and on and on about it that made him more ridiculous, which I guess is what they were going for. Mm, but but maybe didn't quite get there which is the problem with a lot of it for this series for me it's sort of somehow I mean we've always had a few complaints here and there with certain lines or I have but yeah there's just too many of them Matt you haven't said much in a while anything which you want to do some different Kachansky or otherwise I mean, about the way it's filmed for example have you I mean you the first episode we watched you you thought it looked I, I don't think you necessarily used the word epic but you felt it had a step forward and looked different yeah. and you know how do you feel about it now having seen the whole series would you like more film like this or would you prefer to go back to a traditional multi-camera sitcom that we know and love from the other series? I think it would be good to go to the multi-camera, but keep in the same sort of style and visuals that they have now. If we could get a combo between the two, that would be good, because it has been picked up. You can see the quality of the sets have been picked up. You can tell that the sets have been completely rebuilt. Um, but, then I, but then I think back to things like Polymorph, you know, when the, the thing's coming through the tap and he's lying on the bunk there. And mm. that, that that gives me the, the warm fuzzies about the mm, programme. Yeah. Whereas this, the way it's done in this one, and it may be nostalgia, I don't know, but it, no, it I, doesn't. It doesn't get that feeling. No, it's, it's a lot closer. They've used a lot closer lenses. Mm. So use, everything's There's a lot smaller. A lot about there was eight years difference between those two series. But I, yeah. I, I, I've said a few times, I think this has been quite static in the direction mm -hmm. of this. You know, yeah. and they've got exciting music, but the effects now don't look good. And and I think, yeah, there's been too many sitting around a table, no movement type yeah. things. The, the music might have been exciting or whatever, but there were times when the incidental music was completely out of place. It yeah. was yeah. I mean, it was only choice. very, that's only a very, very small thing. I, I think the, yeah, I, I think in terms of the look and the feel of it, I think it's moving in the right direction. I think it's moving forward. It's, it's, it's slicker, it's better. I think it, I don't want to say my don't want to colour my view of, of how the production has has I genuinely think advanced by the fact that I didn't I didn't not enjoy this series because of the production. I thought the production was pretty good. Um, it was yeah. It, this is a sitcom for me. It's on it it's on the script and how it's delivered. And I don't think the delivery was impeded by the production. Well, no, I think well, I think it, it is in a way because they're used to performing in front of the studio audience and they're used to filming in a different way and potentially doing it more one camera does change the way they deliver things because they lose the interaction somewhat. So I, I think possibly the change of filming has changed the way they deliver lines sometimes and how they work with each other, potentially, mm. and, and how it's edited together afterwards. So, I mean, I don't know that for certain, but that's a slight feeling. Not everything, yeah, still, st the lines have still got to be good and, well, you know, that, and it's still got to be there, but... That's the fundamental bit for me. I think I'd be, 
I, it's not an exercise I'm prepared to um, actually um, follow through on, but if you took the eight scripts and said, make six episodes out of that, could you make six episodes and bring the standard up? I think you could. Yeah, I agree. No, yeah, there's definitely more good stuff in there that, that was wasted, mm. potentially, but I, there were definitely lots of things that weren't, just didn't I mean, I know, as funny. I know in, was it, was it was it Stuck Me and Clipper that had the um, Lister of Smeg and um, yeah. Sarah Alexander Sarah Alexander and um, yeah. Brian Cox, not not Doctor Brian Cox, the actor Brian Cox. Um, uh, obviously, they there was Matt's fact. Matt's fact of the week was the fact is that there had been some sort of problem and they cut out most of his scenes and you mm-hmm. kind of think, my God, he was on. He had like one line and was on the screen mm-hmm. for about ten seconds. And you'd kind of think if you saw that afterwards, if you were in that, you'd be bloody furious. Mm. I mean, an actor of his caliber well, at the he time. sopped off to Hollywood and started making blockbusters. Well, fortune. I think an actor of his caliber is probably used to things not always happening, but it's slightly miffed maybe. Still got paid for the job when you go. I don't know, but um, but yeah, structurally there have been problems, haven't there? Really? I mean, like the end of this series, it just seemed a lazy leisurely pace through it and then big moments were missed as we mm. as we mentioned and then early on there was stuff cut out and it's cut so tight it felt so mm. they were just going yeah. at a pace uh, i think suddenly there were a lack of big moments and the big moments were lacked the way they were done mm. yeah and so you could have done that they, they were they could have had so many big moments they really could and again especially the last episode um yeah they could have done so much more with the events that did happen but what we end up going is there wasn't a lot happening when actually there was it's just they barely did anything with it you've got the two things that you really really were hoping for yeah the return of holly and return of red dwarf and they were both like oh yeah oh yeah they managed to take the shine off them quite yeah i don't know matt you might but i don't know at the end of this series did they know they were coming back um because quite a few times i think ago. think so yeah yeah so because it, it does it a year later what it does yeah. do at the end of this series as unsatisfactory as it was i'm certainly not arguing that point um it sets it up so if you are you know if you are a, a red dwarf fan and you've gone through season seven and you're thinking oh okay then potentially we've got red dwarf back and we've got holly back i'm looking forward to series eight Whereas yeah. you come to the end of some other series, and you know, of course, you, know, you get, but you get to the end of some series, and you know, it could end there, because they've not left anything massively overhanging. Yes, there are clearly adventures to be had. Yeah, they haven't found Red Dwarf, yeah, yet, are, or he's still right. the last human, or you know, they still haven't found a curry, or whatever it turns out to or be. Or the last episode of the series is, is about an entire cast member leaving. Yeah, so you know that they're you know not in this case coming back. So yeah, that's a really good point. I've not thought about it like that. Mm. I mean, I don't know whether that's you know how. how you know, when they wrote it, they wouldn't necessarily have known all of that. And then maybe, you know, I mean, the, the process of writing and, and between writing it, getting commissioned, filming it and editing well, maybe it we could, is we a very find, long time. We should find that out. Maybe we should. Before mm. before we, uh, or as we record the uh, next episode for series Ooh, eight. eight. Yes. You know, um, I would be really interested yeah. to know how, to know people's rankings for this series. You, you want to move on to rankings? Yeah, I'd be yeah. interested to know. to rankings. Okay. Yes. Let's have a look then at different rankings. Now, I think it, it's actually worked out fairly. We haven't agreed on most things. 
on anything. Uh, and that's not even just Matteo doing that's it. That's a, so what is it, Red Dwarf podcast there's, there's, tradition. There's, there's definitely yeah. a, a sort of, the, the first ticket to ride is a nice sort of example of what we're like, because Dan gave, ranked it second. Matt, you ranked it second. I ranked it second. Oh. Matty ranked it third from bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, wait, you say it's a bit different, isn't it? It's the same as every series so far. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, and no, 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 but it, that's just a quirk. And actually, um, the the bottom ones, for example, beyond a joke, us three, as in Dan, Matthew and Matty, we all ranked that bottom. Mm-hmm. And you ranked it second from bottom, yeah. Matt. So not quite bottom. I think we can guess it's duck soup. Can't be for that. But um, so we were, we're on the same page with that. Duck soup, actually, um, yeah, this is a slight anomaly cause, because um, you ranked that... F- Fifth, which whilst not fifth. not in the top half, yeah. was a lot higher than we put duck soup because yeah. we were second from bottom or bottom, the rest of us. But points-wise, there's only really a couple of outliers. Um, and that's those two, duck soup and beyond a joke. And so beyond a joke got five points and uh, duck soup got nine. And that's out of a few more this week. 24. 32. Oh, no, yes, it will be 32, yeah. Uh, out of 32, so that's pretty low uh, for those, but they were obviously our worst ones. Next up is uh, Epidem, um, and that got a li- only 16 because uh, I'm surprised. I mean, you were a bit disappointed last week, and we all maybe thought it was a lot better, so but you ranked it second from bottom, Matty, mm. um, um, which is fair enough. I think we all felt it was stronger, didn't we? Really, and actually, it was me and Matt. It in the top half of that. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with fifth, but yeah. it was one of those that mm. I I knew yeah. what my best were, I knew what my worst were, and I probably yeah. didn't do justice so, to the middle order. No, so that rustled up 16. Um, now, Stoke Me Clipper was, you know, back and forth, three. Two of us gave it six points, and two of us gave it three. And again, it was us two, Matt, that um, weren't so pleased okay. with that one, and we ranked it third from bottom right. on that one. And that, going back to a point you're making, earlier about losing Rimmer and stuff. Well, that one had Rimmer and it still came third from bottom. It, if that theory was totally to hold, um, mm. you know, true, then probably that should have been higher up, shouldn't it? It but should. Yet, but yet, it, well, it, it didn't. Well, it was, a, it was one with a moment. It had one of those moments because that was, that was, I mean, obviously he, he popped up, but, you know, that was, he, he left. Yeah. You know. I, I mean, it's I mean you guys gave it third place. You, uh, Matt, Matty and Dan yeah. so you'd like that one a lot more obviously but it's split us that one that's, that, that's the one that splits most I think and then the other ones we've got a 23 we've got a 24 we've got two 24s in fact and we've got a 25 so it was all pretty close Nanaki was really interesting in um, Matt and Matty favourite yeah. of the series whereas um, me and Dan ranked it quite low actually uh, after we talked about the disappointments that we had um, you even lower than me down actually. You put it third from bottom. I did, and I put it um, fourth from bottom. Um, and those other ones uh, we talked about, Tika, um, Araboros. Oh, so the actual winner was blue, and I Obviously. think we probably know yeah. why. What's the reason, Matty? It's because of the song, because, the Rimmer Munchkin song. That's yeah, that episode five. five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, uh, what what are the scores for that one? None of us are the same, so. Dan put that as his favourite. That's because I said uh, after we watched it, that's the best episode in the in the series. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I wasn't thinking that until the song at the end, and then I decided that that was the best episode. But Matt, you put it quite low down. 
um, you, you were full, well, I, full I, from the bottom. Excuse me, I remember being slightly, dispar- slightly disparaging about it. Yeah, I mean, Matty put it second, I put it third, and it got there on the merit of the okay, song. Gave it fifth. Yeah, so it was just in the bottom, just in the bottom half. So we're all, we're all different, but that racked up the most points as our favourite of the series, even though it wasn't all our favourite of the series. Yeah, that's interesting that one because clearly the song did a lot of the hard work there, didn't it? That made us laugh a lot. It's a great moment. It's it's a moment to equal moments from other series, um, and I'm not sure the rest of the episode was particularly that much better oh we had the kiss as well which was quite a funny moment so so <laughs> so but but really it wasn't much better but it left with a bang which you want in any episode we didn't have that bang at the end of the nanaki did we for example no um so so yeah interesting but, but we're all over the place and, and actually four or five of them are quite close really uh, but yeah bottom beyond a joke overall and top was blue um, yeah, but moments. So we talked about the song, obviously a classic moment, mm. and I think that's what I've said to you in the past. There's still stuff to enjoy, there's still good moments, and it's worth seeing that moment. Was the whole series worth it for that song? Were there other moments that equaled some of our other favourite things from the past? I mean, definitely the, the song is my number one moment. Yeah, of, by far. of all time or the series? Of the, ser- of the, <laughs> of the series, <laughs> yes. Um, that's what I think. And my watch also agrees with me yeah, on that yeah, as well. Excellent. Um, but I, any, any other moments this series that think, oh yeah, that, that was a really good moment, that stand out and you remember? I'm struggling to actually think of anything that would... Not even the arm moment in Anarchy? The ball, pick up the ball, the ball! <laughs> I'm struggling to find anything. I'm, I'm, I'm not just being down down on the series, but I mean, certainly there, would never, there wouldn't be any of the episodes that would trouble my, my favourite list. And I'm just trying to think of. I mean, unless you think of something that that I, I reminds me, then I'm going to have to say no. No, not really. I think if we went through in a fine tooth comb, there were moments I loved. I mean, there were, like when they kissed the zombie, and Epidine was a funny moment, but it was hardly as good as Dwayne Dibley or anything like that, was it? No. Really. You know. So so yeah. So that's where it's been lacking. It's only really the song for me that. I mean, I liked the um, the. Um, Jane Austen girls being um, um, Crichton blow darting them. I thought that bit yeah. was re- that bit was really funny. That but then funny, again, it wasn't. It, it's no funnier than the, anything in in other series. Yeah. How about you, self doubt? Yeah, I mean that was that was a that was a perfect example. You know, Crichton in his in his rage goes into the game and sets about whittling down the Jane Austen girls. Except that he doesn't. Because then he gets knocked over by a log, and it's like, well, what's he doing? Is he an idiot, or is he is he set on hell bent on revenge? And even that idea, the idea that he was hell bent on revenge and was going to reap, you know, cyber terror on these on these people, that was funny. Could have played with that, and yeah. they did a bit, but you know, it was undermined by the fact that he felt. I mean, I'm a big fan of falling over. It's comedy. Um, I can explain, As we all know, I, I can explain yeah. that if you like. Um, but yeah, it was. Like we, a, we did see the logs before it hit them. Like a lot so. of, like a lot of, um, you saw the tank before it shot them as well, but that was definitely, <laughs> but, but it was another example, I think, of, a, of, a, of an idea that wasn't fully worked through and didn't, didn't live up to its potential. Mm. And I think that was the thing. There were bits in there, it was like, oh, I don't even know what they were thinking with that. 
but there were quite a few bits I think now when we've come together to discuss episodes it's more been disappointment because oh that could have worked or that would have been better if it was sharper or you know because we're all blooming experts but ultimately we're, we're talking about how much we enjoyed the how much we enjoy the program and sometimes we it's only born of wanting it to be as good as we think it wants. Well, I, mean, I said this a few episodes ago. I think there's gonna. I think there will be a reset. I mean, obviously we've got um, Red Dwarf back, and we've got Hol- well, hopefully we've got Holly back. Um, it depends what they do with him, of course. I think Series Eight is going to be a bit more of a reset. If Rimmer comes back, that would be wonderful. Mm. But how will they cope with basically six characters that are going to need to be? Oh, I'm looking forward to Series A. Um, yeah, I mean, but for me, it is that sort of the it is the analogy thing. And when you're writing, and I, and I, you know, I'm not an expert by any means, but I have done some writing. I have been involved with trying to make people laugh a little bit on a very small scale. And um, there are times you write a line, you think, yeah, that's just not great. I'm not going to use that. And when they're doing the analogies again and the overuse of the analogy, you mean like aquarium lines? <laughs> Sometimes it is about the delivery. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, but the analogy sort of thing. Are you not thinking this just ain't hitting home like it used to, or is it? I've got to deliver this thing because the BBC have paid me, so I need to. Do, or what really? I I look forward to the day I wonder oh, I've got to deliver this thing the BBC have yeah, yeah, paid me. That'll be yeah, great. Yeah. That'll be a high point of my life. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't know if we've got too much else to say about the series as a whole. I think, obviously, we're a little bit deflated with it. I'm, I'm still enjoying watching them. I'm still enjoying mm-hmm. talking oh, absolutely. about them. And I hope people are still enjoying listening to us, even though we have been slightly more negative. Who knows? And as I say, this is our most downloaded episode, the uh, wrap-ups. Well, so. <laughs> this, this episode putting the down into download. <laughs> right. So, Matt, anything else to add about the series before we move on? I think everything that should have been said has been said. Yay! Yay! Drink! <laughs> now I can go and cook my dinner after this. I mean, you could have had it already before we I started, but the rest of us did. But, you know, because <laughs> you were preparing a quiz, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> I'm watching the episode. Poor, poor Laura, I should say, my girlfriend's in the other room just sitting there right now saying, just sitting there. Wanting food. No, I she's, mean, she's can, listened can, to us for the last hour and a half. She left. Cook? She left. <laughs> Twiddling of thumbs. I've made a horrible mistake. I'm leaving. Can I, can I close the door really quietly? If quiet only that we'd arranged this date in advance. Um, <laughs> Matt, anything else? No, I think, I, I think I've been uh, quite um, outspoken on, on my dislike for this series. I'm... Uh, to use a Mattyism, I'm really looking forward to the next series. Yes, yes, yes. and I, I, re- I really am. Red Dwarf, please don't disappoint us. Yes, please don't get rid of Holly. Well, it, it might disappoint you, but it ain't the same. That's all I'm going to say. I think that's probably fair for the, for the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about series seven, but I will finish this as I finish all the others. I'm really looking forward to the next series. Yeah, if not, just to get together and. And talk about it with you Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, oh, I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. yeah. Less, so, less so much now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we'll say goodbye then. So, so we'll see you all on series eight, everyone. On so what is it? A red dwarf podcast. Bye. Is it a wuss? Is it a wuss?
And so, presented here is the Series 7 Quiz Super Edit. We're going to shoot straight into the quiz, guys, because it's not me doing it. No, no, it's not Dan doing it. It's Matty doing it. Oh, yes. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, he never gets any answers right this week in my struggle, and he's got them written in front of him. But, I mean, who knows? No, no. So you've made the questions nice and easy, yeah? No. Essentially, what I'm going to do is... Ask questions. Good ask questions. If the person gets it wrong, it's yes. going to be the first one to shout out the correct answer. Oh. Gets the point. Yes, if I say incorrect or you say pass. I'm not you, expecting to do very well. At you least. guys have the opportunity to jump in. <laughs> so we're going to start off with Tika to ride. First question. Why was the time drive frozen? Crichton was jabbing it too hard. Correct, indeed. <laughs> yes! Damn it, I actually knew that. <laughs> Damn. In Tika to Ride, what did Lister want to happen on a Sunday at 12pm in remembrance of the curries being destroyed? I believe they were going to have a, a two-minute flatulence or something. A minute's flatulence. Oh, I, was gonna come, I was going to come in with a minute. I, oh. I thought knew it was something about farting. Be nice. What did Crichton describe as being dull? I've dull. got no idea. Um, Something about... Weetabix? The history of pockets? No. <laughs> it was an in-flight magazine by Air Belgium. Oh, I think you had the easiest question. Man. I think I'm going <laughs> to get my coat now. <laughs> that was the easy one. Stoke me a clipper. Stoke me a clipper. A clipper. Yeah, I mean, he's doing, running the quiz, he doesn't know the episode titles. Well, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> no, we well, this would be good because the question is, how did Rimmer... Say Ace's infamous Stoke Me a Clipper line. Stoke Me a Clipper, I'll be back Clipper. for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> okay, Dan, apart from a gun, what else did Ace want while wrestling a crocodile? I can't remember. Oh, I feel like it was something he could shove in his mouth. A bucket of Listerine. Oh, yeah, so it's to do his mouth, yeah, to the breath. Thing. That doesn't count as something. No, I know, I know, but uh, I think it's that's close. It's not right. It's close. It's close. Yeah, I try and twist it half a point. <laughs> Matt, according to Crichton, they are either under attack or. Something about a disco? Having a disco, I'll give you that. There we go. Good. Okay, <laughs> on to. Ouroboros. Ouroboros? If you say so. Ouroboros. Ouroboros. Ouroboros? If you say so. Ouroboros. Ouroboros? If you say so. Ouroboros. If you say so. Ouroboros. 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 is actually a sound clip round. I've taken a series of sound clips and it's been cut. You have to finish that line. Matt, finish this line. I wonder why guys have nostril hair. I think it's nature's way of telling you it's start wearing a black cap and get some driving gloves? Let's find out. I wonder why guys have nostril hair. I think it's nature's way of telling you it's time to buy a flat cap and a pair of driving gloves, sir. Oh, there bad, go. Well, well done, Matt. Well done. Very nice. <laughs> okay. Dan, time for your sound clip. It's a slightly pervy thing to ask, especially seeing as we've only just met. But perhaps you could... Yeah? After all, we've been, you know, lovers. Perhaps you could... Yeah? Fill this flask for me. Let's see. Yeah? Fill this up. 
Close enough, yes. Yeah, I'll close. give you that one. Good, because I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, this... What did Crichton do? <laughs> it's going to be a Crichton line, isn't it? You're lying! You're what? <laughs> <laughs> Just play that on me. <laughs> and... Oh, don't you like it? Oh, I'm a mere mechanoid, sir. It's hardly my place to point out, but I'm... No idea. A bossy boot she is, or something? Oh, don't you like it? Oh, I'm a mere mechanoid, sir. It's hardly my place to point out what a bossy old trollop she is. <laughs> Good kiss. Bossy old trollop. I'm not having that one. Oh, no. Come on, tiebreaker. I'd have given it. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're a good quiz master, Dan. You're second best quiz master in this room. <laughs> I, I would retract that. <laughs> now? I bet you got it right. He said flask in his life. Bossy, you, you said boots, not trollop. So, so moving on. <laughs> okay. On to duck soup. Yay! Yay! So Matt, according to Lister, he's reached that age now where he could be wearing what? I honestly can't remember at all. Okay. Clogs. Correct. Now we say it. I still can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. Dan, what is the fourth most popular pastime to do in the laundry room? Is it watching Kachansky's um, pants go around in the washing machine? Watching Kachansky's knickers dry. Yeah, it's a different process. It, it's I'm a different process. Completely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Matt. What was the name of one of Lister's gay friends? <laughs> would that be Ben Bob? It would be indeed. Yay. <laughs> Time for Blue. Matt. What was the name of the song about Rimmer that was featured in this episode? The Rimmer song. No, it's not. Was it the Rimmer experience? No. I'm going to guess at... The Rimmer Shanty. I've no idea. Because <laughs> I was, thought it was, I had it down as the Rimmer song in my notes. It was the Rimmer Munchkin song. But it's not actually mentioned in the episode, is it? No, but I've got to put some curveballs on So that. therefore, uh, th don't, that don't, question don't, don't start. is null and void. Is null and void. I should just get a point. Okay. That is I, I was with you until I mean, you said you got there. Unless, of course, your questions are about things that aren't in the episode. Uh, uh, carry on. on. You're probably winning. Dan, what would Lister rather be thinking about than thinking about kissing Rimmer. I can't remember that episode, but there is a I would rather that I've got in my head, so that's all I'm going to go Is that for. that bit where he's trying to say something would rather yeah. dangle his genitals in a pool of hungry piranhas or something, but that's probably not even that episode. It's very graphic, but no, that's not it. I can't remember. It would rather be bobbing for apples at Reading Festival. It could really be the lose of Reading Festival. Matt? C'est moi. According to Lister, what was Rimmer's main redeeming feature? I should know this, but I don't. I'm so happy I've actually got questions that are getting you guys. Well, I'm glad you are. I am. It's great. Yeah, I can't think of it now. Precisely. Yeah. I haven't got it. Sometimes he left the room. <laughs> yeah. Next round, beyond a joke, your question. What was the name of the actor that played the stimulant captain? The stimulant. the stimulant captain. The stimulant. <laughs> was it a rogue stimulant? A rogue stimulant captain, yeah. Don Henderson. Yes, I it was. That. Well done. That's a stimulating question, I think. It was. That was a bit of a rogue question. Yeah. <laughs> Name the writer of this episode. No. Robert Llewellyn. No, Robert, yeah. I, oh! Too slow, Chicken Morango. <laughs> I'll let you have that one. He was the head writer. And Doug Naylor. 
Yeah, but he was a class head writer, so that's what it goes on. Right. What was the number of the tank that Crichton drove? I can't remember, but I'm going to guess. Is it 24 or 49 or something like that? Okay. I don't know why. That's not it. No, T15? No. T61? No. Oh, okay. 343. Oh, that's the number that was on the side of the tank. That was number on the tank. Oh, right. I, no, I, I, I was sure, I was sure he said... he mentioned in the yeah. episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Not, the, the number, not, the dialogue, not the dialogue. Not the dialogue. Yeah. God said. It yeah. was a T-61. Again, I'm pretty so, sure. Yeah. Again, yeah. that was so much easier than Don Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, epitome. Epitome. <laughs> so, we're on to episode epitome. seven, and, you, and, and you've pronounced two of them right, I think. Yeah, right. Exactly. One of those oh. was the word blue. Oh, dear. Okay, <laughs> Matt, complete the line. There's not much call for how to. No, no idea. Mm. No, I'm not going to go. Oh. There's not much call for knowing how to open a lager bottle with your anus. I was actually inhaling breath. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know you had, the, you had plenty of time to answer. <laughs> you inhaled a number of breaths. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I had to say it, but I agree with Matt. <laughs> 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 Highlight episode: The times where Matt was right. It'd be a three-minute-long episode. It'd be great. Okay. Compared to the uh, two-hour, the times when you thought you were right. That's yeah. very true. Dan, how did Lister feel after being attacked by the zombie-like creature? The only thing I can remember him definitively him saying is he'd been tongue-hoggy to death by Tutankhamun's grandmother. Yes. Well, that's not how he felt. That's not how he felt. Void. Yeah. No. Like being molested by Tutankhamun's corny grandmother. Matt, what was the name of the zombie creature before she was turned into one? Oh, oh, he calls her Karen, but it's Catherine. I can't remember the surname, unfortunately. I know it's Catherine. I can't remember the, the name. Okay. Uh, all I can think is Babs Bellini, but I know that's not Barbara right. Bellini, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was a different one. It was uh, Carmen was the surname. Carmen Bones. It was Caroline Carmen. Caroline, Caroline uh, not Catherine. But he called her Karen at one point by mistake, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. It's Caroline Carmen. Okay. Nanarchy. Yay! Hey. Get a point. <laughs> so. Matt is winning the quiz. <laughs> this right. This was the first time since the show began that two Red Dwarf characters were seen together. What were those two characters? Must be Holly and Tchaikovsky. Yeah. No, no, I can't be right, because Kuchansky's in, um, in the first one. So you got that incorrect. Well, I, I'm going to argue this point. I'm can I just ask the question? We're saying Christ and Holly. Christ and Holly. Together. No, no, can't be true. Norman because... Lovett's Holly yeah, and because... Robert Llewellyn's Crichton. That's correct. Oh, that's ridiculous. They're still the same no, character. That's the answer. No, but, they, they, but they're the first time they've been in the same... They're the first Holly time. and Crichton have been in lots of episodes together. But not that Holly and that Crichton. No, that wasn't specified. Ooh, it's the same Holly. That is, it's that a is co- very character of Holly. That, that is true. I mean, all this... It's, there's well, well, I understood the question. Well, you well, answer. well it's no, he said, way, no he got said it. characters. I got it! You didn't say it. actors. He said characters. It's very tenuous. And probably a bit tenor lady as well. Actors <laughs> different, you know, but... Oh, uh, why is it important? A question about Mr Spark. I go, oh, all right. Um, so I'm saying, oh, I've got a new pedigree dog breed. It's half Alsatian, half Labrador. I go along to Crufts. I go, oh, can I enter this dog in the Labrador section? No. Why? Because it's not a Labrador. Correct. Can I enter in this Alsatian section? No, for the same reasons. Now get that dog out of my sight. Thanks, I will. You've proved my point.
And that's crafts. Right. Dad. Comfortably, I suspect. Oh, I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> well, I've got Dan. two points. Um, right. What did wipe duty consist of? Disposing of mouth crumbs. Yeah. Okay. No, um, no, surely you mean what Kachansky thought it consisted of, which is a different thing. <laughs> I'm sitting in a room full of so- sore losers. I'm not Honestly. a sore loser if the questions are correct. <laughs> so it's not the answer to the wrong, oh, it's the questions. Say, yeah, I'm not doing the next quiz. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what were the name of the small box that rebuilt Red Dwarf? A banana box? Correct. Are you joking? <laughs> uh, so don't you argue with me with Don Henderson sat over there. You had that question. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> you won't be doing the next quiz. <laughs> Given that he was involved in the flash back, flash, uh, slash, flash sideways. Ah! What are the scores on the doors? George does. So, third place, we have Matt Turner with four points. It's a podium finish, I'll accept that's 50%, that's all right. Yeah. And then we have, we have Dan with five points, and then we have Matt with five points. Even though my tiebreaker we- questions. We have a tiebreaker question. Oh, you've got a tiebreaker question. I've got a tiebreaker question. The holly debacle. You, you made it into debacle. I knew the answer as soon as he asked the question. So, are you saying they're different characters? This is what you're saying. Oh, I knew what it's he wanted. Me. I knew what it's he wanted. It's a different holly. It's like cryptic crosswords, mate. You need to understand the question. Well, actually, hang on, hang on. If we're saying that, then also Chloe Annette's Christine Kachansky and Holly also would be a correct answer. And that's crafts. Right. That's correct. Sake. Yeah, that's correct. That well, is then, co- and then Dan also got one because he also gave that answer. So in that case, you both got a point. Well, he wouldn't have had the chance to no, no, give that answer. You gave, you gave him a point for that. Yeah, I earned it. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. I should win the tiebreaker. If it's about actors. In which case, then that extra point's for me, so we've all got five. So it's a three-way <laughs> tiebreaker. Right, it's a three-way tiebreaker, ladies and gentlemen. Back in the game. I could win. Okay, so this is literally... First to get the right answer. Never doing this quiz again. <laughs> got that right. So you guys have got points at the back of a dodgy question that I haven't got a point for. You're, you're, you're still moaning. No, I've given it to myself. So, <laughs> so you get this. So you got to say this is the most exciting of the quizzes so far. I'm excited. So what is it? I've never seen one before. No one has, but I'm guessing it's a white hole. This is the first appearance of Holly. This Holly. <coughs> since... What episode? Power of the Universe. Yes, correct. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the winner of this quiz is Mr. Matt Lazy. Yay! Just this. Yes, all our subscribers. Let's hit you over the head with a nice big wax vase. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, should we end it there tonight, guys? Yes. <laughs> Moving on. Please. Right. No, that was really good fun, Matty. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Yeah. I particularly enjoyed the sound clip. (laughs) (laughs) Do ha ha. And that's crafts. Right?